yes! Woo, woo, woo! That was three woots, excellent. I figured three woot was just enough. Two's too little. Four's, four's too much. Oh. It's too much. Yeah, we're, we're enthusiastic, but, but not... We're three woot types of people. Three woot enthusiastic. That's Get that are. stitched on our backpacks. You said stitch, and then my mind went in other places. Um, I, yay! Well, yay, I want to see stitch. Um, well, welcome to Unlucky Events, <clears throat> the podcast. Uh, your podcast where we talk all about parents and Disney. Disney travels, all of those things. Um, I'm Lisa Kay, and with me as always is... John Kay. Perfect. No descriptor, he's just some guy. Who's the navigator. There. Oh, right, the navigator. I forgot. That's what we're... <laughs> I just hadn't been saying it, because I thought that sounded too pompous. I mean, that's not why you sound pompous. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. You're not excused. Fine. Anyways. So today we're going to be talking all about uh, one of my favorite parks, Epcot. Uh, we are diving right into Epcot at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. And so we're going to really focus in on all there is to do in Epcot. This is going to be really great if you've never been or if you're planning a trip and, and you're not sure what to do with Epcot. Uh First thing I do want to say is that a lot of people think that Epcot is a skip park. I um, yeah, I remember. And I highly disagree. I think it's such a good park. It's one it, of my favorites. It's gone through so many changes dating back to when I first went with you in 2015 and the Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> ride was still there. And with Bill Nye the Science with Guy. With Bill Nye the Science Guy. So, so much has changed, <laughs> which I think is why at the time everyone's like, it's an educational park, You're blah, 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 you don't need to go there. Like, well, it's it still has the educational elements, but there's a lot more there. Well, and it's education through playing, too, which I think is very yeah. important. And it is a really fun park. And, you know, right now there is a lot of construction because they're redoing the whole thing. But I still think it's worth it. I get very confused still. I still don't understand which way I'm going because there are a lot of construction walls. But it's still a really cool park to be in. Yes. And like I said, one of my favorites. I would never skip this park. Um, I would skip other parks over this one, honestly. So I think we're going to just go through each of the areas. So now Epcot, as we said, has gone through a lot of different changes. And so uh, the first thing that has changed most recently is that there are the worlds of it have changed. So in past years i think the lands have had different names and all that so now there is world celebration world discovery world nature and world showcase uh so world showcase has really not changed that much it's still the countries and and visiting in the different areas and it yep. goes around the lake um but it's more the entrance has changed and it will continue to change change it has this whole transformation happening yep uh so but we're gonna go based off of what the new ones are called versus what they used to be called which i don't even actually remember all of the names now that's correct. <laughs> yeah i honestly i just always was like front of the park world showcase that's how i always envisioned it so yeah and I, there's a uh, i like to also refer, yeah uh, the front of the park and the back of the park is kind of how I do mm. it. I do there's the mm-hmm. skyliner. I say is the secret entrance, but it's not really secret <laughs> anymore. Uh, where where you can go in through World Showcase, and then you are you miss on all the construction in the front of the park Truth. during the entrance. And then if you take the monorail or normal transportation, you'll be going through the front of the park. So you'll see the big golf ball, as I like to call it. Correct. Which is Spaceship Earth. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So let's just go through each area, and we can decide. So I think we're going to do a must do, must skip. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Based on our personal opinions, all of that. Obviously, you can have different ones and you can yell at us. Yep. Um, so let's start right at the beginning in World Celebration. Yeah. Spaceship Earth. This is tough 
I say it, and I say it's tough because um, for me, it's dependent on the line. If there's a long line, nope, skip. Because I, it's it's okay. It's not all that great. It's a slow kind of dark ride that talks about the history of communication, communication which. Uh, and this is the educational part of things. There's going to be a bunch of it sprinkled throughout all the different attractions. But it it feels like a lot of people use it as an escape from the heat sort of ride, which makes logical sense. So the line can get kind of long. I don't think it's worth like a wait, but it's not worth a lightning lane either. Oh, I just I would just skip this altogether. Honestly. There you go. Then. See? I don't think it's worth it. it. It hasn't been updated in so long. It it was it, supposed to be. Yeah, it really could do with some changes and updates. It breaks down a lot. Um, it's interesting to hear the history of the communica- of communications, but I really just don't need to sit in this. It's very long, and it's not worth the wait at all. Um, kids if aren't it's, huge fans If it's of it pouring either. and you have nothing else to do, or if it's really hot <laughs> and you have nothing else to do, and you don't want to sit in a glyph shop, sure, do that. Yeah. But I, I just don't need to do it. I, <clears throat> it's not like... When you're in Magic Kingdom and you have the opportunity to dine in Cinderella's castle, like you get to go inside the big golf ball to do this, right? Oh, but I see going, what you're. I was you wondering know, where you were going with that. Going inside the big golf ball is not as impressive to me. It's like, or like when you're in Hollywood Studios and you go in the Chinese theater, that's cool. So right. you know, it's worth it to go. And and obviously, there's a ride attached to it. Gotcha. You know, so like Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life, like there's certain things like there's iconic parts of each of the parks. And Absolutely. I just don't. I'll take a lot of pictures in front of the golf ball. I'm going to keep calling it a golf ball because it looks like a giant <laughs> it does golf look ball. Like one. Um, it is called Spaceship Earth, but I just don't need to go on Spaceship Earth. I don't think it's very exciting. I, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, Abby peed all over it. So you know, that <laughs> <laughs> when she was uh, two. So I don't necess- It's not necessary to me, and yeah. I'd rather spend my time doing something else. I will give it credit for its after-ride area, which is kind of like interactive game-style stuff, which keeps the kids entertained. But again, it's educa- It's meant to be educational, but yeah. the kids use it more but to play. You and need, the, you don't need it. You don't need to go on the ride to, to do, do that. that. And then the light display is very cool, but you don't need to go on the ride to do that. Because yes. it like has all sorts of changing colors and stuff. But again, you don't have to ride it to get that experience. Right. I just, I'll look at it. It's really pretty. I like it. I'll take pictures in front of it, but I'll on that. Yep. Um, okay, so let's go to Disney and Pixar Shorts Film Festival. This was surprising because we went on, I think we went on it because it was something to do. I think the lines were pretty long. It was hot. And we thought, all right, they're short films. The kids like to yeah. watch so all this, sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so this is near Journey um, to the Into the Imagination with Figment. It is a... It is a movie, kind of like a show. It mm-hmm. is 3D, so keep that in mind for yes. if you have any kiddos who don't like to wear 3D glasses. I think when we went, Gregory wasn't wearing 3D glasses. And you can still it. sort of see, but yeah. it moves some of the element, yeah. But I, yeah, I, this is a, a must-do for me. I really, really enjoyed this. But why, though? Why? But what makes it different than other movie theaters, though? Well, because this was a surprise immersive. to me. Yeah, when we, we It's not just the 3D glasses. You're cutting me off every time I'm, I try oh, to talk. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's not just the th- about the 3D aspect of it. It's that you are immersed in the in the film. So they show short... First of all, I love Pixar shorts. I think they're so fun. And so you get to see four of them. I don't necessarily... I think it's four. Three or four, Three yeah. or four. Uh, not all of them are Pixar. Um, one of them is a Mickey Mouse one, mm-hmm. which is... Not my favorite, I will say. It's kind of very uh, old school, and it's yep. not my favorite one. But the other ones are really, really nice. And so the when I forget the name of the the film, but there's parts where like water's rushing. Piper. And, Piper. When thank you. 
and the theater vibrates like the it's kind of it brings you more into it which is yes. really cool and so that is a whole other part of it the other positive of it there's never really a line it's nope. just you just have to wait for the show to begin you get to sit down and escape heat or storm which is great i think and it's a it's a really cool and it, it ends up being a really cool experience mm-hmm. um i wouldn't rope drop it i wouldn't do it right away but no, it's a nice no. thing when it's it's not it's busy at everywhere else and you just need to sit down for a little bit but it's way more entertaining than you think it's going to be it was a nice pleasant surprise the kids liked it and i do believe that there is a character meet and greet in there that a lot of people don't necessarily know about so i think like i think oh, mickey, mickey was, was out there, at some yeah. point and we were like oh look at that oh but we're here for the short film festival but like it was well, kind of we don't cool really to wait see. to meet characters that's why. well no but my point was was that it was like a like the film festival itself was a nice surprise it is a must do for me and the fact there just happened to be a character meeting yeah. right there too i was like oh look at that but yeah nice surprise there mm-hmm. so then right next to that is journey into the imagination with figment i mean you have to do it i love it i it's love hilarious. this ride i wouldn't I, I, if there is a wait that's longer than 15 minutes don't no, go on no. it don't use a wait lightning lane for it. it's not worth it for that um, and just wait a little bit because the line will die down. Yeah. Uh, it is fun. And especially if you have a child who really likes colors, um, bright colors and things like that. I yes. will say, you know, if they have any sensory issues and maybe if, if they are sensitive to bright colors, then maybe don't. But if they really enjoy it, then yes, go. It's a lot of fun. Um, Gregory, who's going to be four, still loves this ride. And he yes. likes to go on with me. We took him when he was little, really little, too, like a baby. And he loved it. So I always have fun. It's a fun song. It's a nice, fun fun ride that you can do with all the kids. I do. The last time we went on it, and I, I think it's a must-do, uh, I was wearing a hat and forgot that I had my hat on when there's a segment where a lot of air blows oh, on yeah. your face. And then I felt and I'm like, ooh! You lost like your the, hat? It went behind me. Oh. <laughs> in the seat. But I'm like, oh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> So a little thing I forgot about there. But yeah, that's a very fun ride. And then, again, it's, it's similar to um, Spaceship Earth's little after ride area where you don't have to go on the ride to go to it. There's a whole section afterwards where you can, like a little wall game of like memory. Yeah. Kids just like to smack the stuff there. There's like uh, music sounds you can hit on the floor. And then, like it's a cool meetup spot with Joy from Inside Out right. and Vanellope and Wreck-It Ralph, which you can't find them anywhere else. Yeah. So that's really awesome, too. And those lines don't tend to be too long. So, no. you know, if you want to meet with a character over there, those are some, some great places to meet with them. A uh, few people go in there for that. There's usually people after the ride, so yeah. it's nice. Plus, people get distracted because Winnie the Pooh's usually outside in the grassy yes. area with a net in his hand, so everyone's, like, taking photos in there. <laughs> Meanwhile, like... Penelope and Wreck-It Ralph could be inside and nobody has a clue. Poor Winnie the Pooh. I'm not... He's just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> um, so the other thing that uh, people like to do that's in World Celebration is Club Cool. Uh, the Coco Bahusa by Oh, Coca-Cola. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't... I, I did this. I don't think... I don't know if you've been to Club Cool. No, I think... No, I don't think um, so. So this is where you can taste the different types of Coca-Cola throughout the world, I basically. Mean, I would do it, yeah. Um, so, and then there's the very famous one or infamous one called the Beverly, which is very sour. It's like, oh, it's right up my alley. Um, so the, the challenge for me is that I don't like soda, right? So like I did all of this and I was it wasn't a big deal for me. So I only did it because the person with me wanted to do it. And I, it's, I just was really sticky in there. <laughs> Uh, it's free to taste. You don't have to pay. You can get little samples and you can try all of them. Um, they were all gross because I don't like soda. Um, 
and it's it was it's small and it's sticky. But if you really like Coca Cola, um, like I went to World of Coke in Atlanta before, yes, and it was, was the say. same thing. So I got to try all the different sodas, and it's the same thing. I don't really like soda, so it doesn't you know. But it's cool if you really are into Coca Cola, or if you want to just try yeah. different things, or if you want to try the Beverly. It is gross. Um, I did try it, but also Coca Cola is gross to me because I don't like soda. Fair so. enough. Yeah. Um, f- but was, that was closed for a while. I feel it was like. because of COVID. Because that it's, would be you know, why you go was... up and you get your own uh, yeah. little samples. But it's cool that it's free. And if you really like soda, if you're really into Coca-Cola, I think that it's a really cool experience. But for me, it's a skip because I just don't really like soda. I think you would like it. And well, for somebody there... like, so like I also went to World of Coca-Cola on a band trip. Yeah. That was like one of our big places we went to. And I enjoyed the fact that there's all these different varieties that you don't get to normally have yeah. in the U.S. It is interesting. So you say Beverly is sour. I'm like, that's right up my alley. I would try that at least once. It's like the infamous one that everybody needs to try. Um, and it's called Beverly. So next time we're there, I'll have you can go in and you can try it. I, you know, I just for me, it's not really up my alley. Um, and I'll report back. But it is smaller than I thought it was going to be. So yeah. you know, it's it's hard to maneuver if you have a stroller. It's sticky. There's a lot of things to touch. Uh, so you know, just keep that in mind. But maybe it's cleaner now, though. I mean, no, because people have soda and yeah, it gets on the floor. Not that it's dirty. It's just sticky. It's just the nature of yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, so next is World Discovery. Word, all right. So, first attraction is Mission Space. So, now, Mission Space is you get to experience a NASA-style training with a simulated space launch. Um, And there are two different... You're looking at me weirdly. I'm not. Okay. So, there's the two different kinds. There's the green one, which is the less intense, green mission. Um, And then the orange mission which is the intense journey. So one thing I do want to note for our listeners is that if you're looking at my Disney experience for the wait times for this, typically the wait times that they show is for the green one because it's the less intense one, it's the less popular one. So that one's going to have the le- the lowest wait time. Um, I, uh, so yes, and the orange one is the one that's going to have the longer wait time. You can lightning lane um, this as well. Yeah. I wouldn't lightning lane the green one. Uh, if you're going to lightning no, lane, lightning no. lane the orange one. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. So, this is a mess skip for me. I have zero <laughs> desire to ever do this again. Um, it is it is very, in, so intense. I felt like I was going to vomit. Um, and the green one is fine. You know, it's boring. It's like you go to the moon and back or something. I don't even remember there's what very it is. Little, to the moon, right? There's yeah. very little, like, forces on your body. Yeah, you. One. but in both of them, they put you in this very claustrophobic little thing and you're looking at the tiniest screen yep um so you're really like supposed to be as if you're going into space um and that you're going into deep sleep at one point and you're launching and all of that it's cool to be to try it but you are getting g like a lot of g-force on you and i they have barf bags there like they they people throw up on this ride if you have any motion sickness or you're claustrophobic, this is a terrible ride. And for me, I don't even have those issues. I'm not, I don't get motion sickness usually. I'm not afraid of close enclosed spaces. But I hated every part of being in this. Uh, even the green one, I was like, this is this is too much. I don't like it. I'm really close to other people. I don't like it. And I'm, I don't need to ever do this ride again. See, it's funny because I think it's a must-do at least once just to experience. Well, because... <laughs> Let's be 100% honest, and this is not to dash anybody's dreams, but the large, 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 large majority of us going to Disney World probably are not astronauts and probably won't be astronauts. No yeah. offense to anyone. 
and this is probably like one of the closer ways that you can get to experience the kind of g-forces that they feel astronauts feel as you go into space as you pointed out the green one you feel some but it's more like rocking and just vibrating than anything else Another cool thing to point out is that there are little interactive parts that you're supposed to press buttons depending on where you're sitting. Yeah, I did none of that because I just was trying not to vomit. Which is fair from your (laughs) perspective. I went with Abby on the green one, and unfortunately, while Abby was tall enough, she didn't have the wingspan to be able to reach the buttons to do anything, so she got upset for a little bit until it did it automatically, then she said, oh, all right, it's fine. Right. I think the orange one is worth doing at least once because then you can at least say oh man, I'm never doing that again, so you know. But you'll never know it until you actually do it. Like, you can hear all your friends and family say, oh, it's not worth it, or oh yeah, it's really worth it, this ride's awesome. But until you experience the actual like pressure on yourself, you're never gonna know. I feel like I'm gonna vomit. Good, I've accomplished my goal. (laughs) So I think it's definitely worth it. However, I agree with your points about the lines and stuff. Lightning lane it if you want, but not the green one. Lightning yeah. lane the orange one because that one's the one that's worth the, the any time you're going to spend waiting in the short lightning lane line or if it's only 15, 20 minutes in general. I just, I just don't need to ever do that. I did it once and it was the worst experience of my life. Well, that's my point though. Yeah. Now you know. Now I know that I, 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 now I, that I can vomit on a ride. And now you know you probably times, never go to the moon. I'm gonna count how many times I say vomit on this episode. Um, <laughs> Two or three it's times. Not like I, it's not like I assumed I was gonna go to the moon at any point in my life. I'm just so, pointing out, you know, um, <laughs> you know, being open and honest with you. You say I can't be an astronaut. It's my life over. My no. Life is over. Um, yeah. So, well, you can go do it. I'm gonna go get a coffee or a Mickey pretzel. Yeah. Um, and be very content with my life. Totally fair. <laughs> um, okay. Next is. Test track. So test track um, presented by Chevrolet. Correct, yeah, come on. The full, full thing. That's right. Um, So test track put on a virtual concept vehicle through the phases of the paces of exhilarating hills, hairpin turns, and straightaway. This is the tiniest font I've ever seen. Um, Trying to read from the screen. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, So, yes, so test track. uh, This. So, I mean, you go on this a lot. I'm assuming it, you tell me. <laughs> what makes this ride awesome? The, the physical ride itself is cool because it is a thrill ride to it. Because you do get launched at one point when they do the speed test at the end. That's the one you'll hear when you're walking around the building. You'll hear that portion going around. The other elements are kind of cool. It's like you're going through like the stages of testing a car do how do the brakes work how do they work in snow and ice conditions and they announce it to as you're going along it's like icy conditions and then you're like slip slide along right that part of the ride never changes it's still fun but it's that's the way the ride is the best part about the ride is the actual design of the car itself because you can put any color you want on it you can put any body type tires they try to convince you to go like energy saver on the car and you're like no way i want like max power and like speed and it's fun to do that because there's a competition element to it when it's working right and the competition element is uh if you're riding with because there's a front and back in the car so if you're riding with people even family or friends or strangers it will compare everyone's cars that have been built and let you know who's performed the very best overall at the end Mm -hmm. but again that's dependent on weather this whole ride's dependent on weather too, which yes. is unfortunate. If it's heavy rain, they don't run it because the speed portion's outside. But the design element is just so awesome because it's like playing a video game because you get to like design it from top, like top down. Like Abby and I did it, 
and we even got the little license at the end which is awesome too so you can remember that particular build and the i would say like the funny part is, is we did all that design abby was super excited then we got to the actual ride and she goes it doesn't look like my car yes because all of the actual ride cars themselves that you get and they all look the same so it's a fun ride it's a fun design thing it's a must do at least once so you can like go in and design it but there's it, i don't want to say infinite possibilities but there's so many different combinations you can do for all of the various like elements that go into the car design that that part of it never gets old because you'd always do something different yeah i did this i think it's a you should do it once I don't need to ride this anymore. I think it's cool that you end up being outside at some point, you know, when you're not expecting that. But I do agree it's disappointing to your child when they're like, why isn't my car purple? That's what I picked. <laughs> that um, would, that's future technology you get the, right there. The, you get the license thing, too, you can get at the end, right? here. That's what I was saying. So when yeah. you're done, you get off the ride and you go through the, as you, most rides have, is a gift shop at the end. You can scan, I believe you scan your magic band because you scan it when you do or the entire process. Ticket. Or park ticket. And you can bring it up to a counter, and for a small fee, I forget how much it was, you can actually get the license printed. Abby still has it upstairs in her room. Yeah. And it will look exactly like how you designed it, which is really awesome that you can keep that forever, basically. Yeah. So I do think, yes, I think you should do it once. I don't ever need to do it again. It's not my favorite ride for a number of reasons. I just, it, I don't, it always has a line. It's, it's True. It always has a line. If you can get a lightning lane for it, then do that. Um, but the ride breaks down. It, it cannot operate if it's raining. Correct. And it's Florida. So it rains all the yeah. time. So you need to do it early in the day. You know, it's something that you need to get there first. So you're, It's a rope drop ride for yes. a lot of people. Um, and I don't, and, and I just don't need to do that. You know, like, and I feel like you guys have, were stuck on, not stuck on it, but you're stuck in line for a long time. I will say, I do like the um, entrance of the ride it's because really it's covered. Awesome. Yeah. Well, mostly because it's covered, and so when it's raining, I get to hang out there. That's and my point. That's yeah. where Gregory got to sleep for a lot of time. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I had a coffee. He was sleeping. It was great. Uh, and I just hung out, and I had a, I had a blast. There so, you go. But, yeah, I, that once, yes, but it's I, I don't need to do it every single time. Totally fair. Yes. So um, now I obviously assume what we're going to say to this, but Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> Uh, obviously, you need to do this every single day of your trip. It is the coolest ride ever. It is my favorite ride now at Walt Disney World. Yes. Uh, I do it every single time. I will say I, I pay for this ride every single time because I'm not great with getting a virtual queue. It is a virtual queue ride still only. We are recording March of 2023. It's still virtual queue, which means that you have two chances, unless it's um, extended hours, uh, then which- you have three. Yeah, so it is a virtual queue in the extended hours, yes. right? Okay. Um, so it's a, so you have a chance at 7 a.m., 1, 1. p.m., and then it will be 6 p.m. if it's extended hours, I believe. Or like, a, like an after-hours event. Yeah. Um, so you need to be on your phone, right? Or you're never going to get it. You know, like... It's I, not that you're never going to no, get it. No, if it's, you're it's not very, on your phone. Oh, if you're not on your phone. And yeah, then yeah, to yeah, get yeah, the... Yeah. And you have to have a valid theme park ticket. And so now to get the 1 o'clock one, you still have to have... A, you have to be in the park. To get the one o'clock one. Yep. So if you are rope drop, I'm sorry, if you're park hopping to it, you're not going to get it because park hopping starts till two. Right. So that is why I just buy it. I, I like I'll pay the money to be on this ride, and I don't like to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, but this to me is 100% worth it. 
for a number of factors. You get it's it's a really smooth roller coaster. There are people who get motion sickness on it. I did not experience that at all. It's a lot of fun. It's fun even if you don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Yes. It's just a fun ride. And then the music, every time you're there, not every time, but the music that will play is random while you're on it. And I think it changes the atmosphere of the roller coaster every single time. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I love this ride. Like, when we go in April, I will, I'm going to buy this every single day. I don't care. I just want to go on every single day. <laughs> I should point out that we also haven't tried out the virtual queue yet, which would be... I have. Have you actually? Yes. and so the, In the, June, you must have that. Yes. The okay. challenge is, is that you... Well, the way the virtual queue works is that you doesn't guarantee that you're going to ride the ride. So you get to be in the virtual queue, but if something happens, like the ride breaks down or... Um, and this happened when I was at Disneyland because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is a virtual queue. Oh, okay. or it was, it, I think it's still a virtual queue. Um, the ride broke down for like an hour. Mm-hmm. So you had a virtual queue to ride they don't you don't you may not be able to because they have to go through the other people first right so it's not a guarantee obviously if you have early numbers it is like if you go at 7 a.m and you get it perfect and you're like in one of those first boarding groups but then you still have to wait in line so it doesn't right that's skip important the to line know. so you'll get a virtual queue they'll tell you when like your return time will be so it'll be between like um like the number that you are in your virtual queue number like if you're 199 or whatever and then you go and you return and then you still wait in line so you're doing all that and waiting in line. You could still wait for an hour. So you know, and I just I don't want to wait in line. First right. of all, I would I would wait in line for this ride because it's really cool. But I I won't wait for anything for longer than thirty minutes. <laughs> well, here's the interesting point too. So when you go on the app, the My Disney Experience app, and because that's how you have to do it for the virtual queue. Yeah. When you and I don't correct me if I'm wrong. So if I'm if I'm just looking at the ride, it will say like standby not offered, obviously. Right. It will say virtual queue available. Like if it's past 7 a.m., then it'll probably say virtual queue available at 1 p.m. because it's all filled right. up. But it doesn't tell you in there like what that wait time generally is. Because I've seen it pop up as like 400 minutes. I'm like, that can't be accurate, right? There's no way it's 400 minutes. I feel like that's just kind of a placeholder. Because uh, I don't know if it actually shows you the actual wait time. I don't think it shows you wait time when it's a yeah. virtual queue. That might have just been an error. I think it's uh, an error, but I'm just like, because otherwise, oh my goodness, you people are waiting 400 minutes. Like, it's a great ride, but oh. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I, do, I do think that this is something that you should do if you at least once, but, but then you'll ride it once and want to ride it 700 times. Well, and it gives you, I used this term before and you've gone, that's not a real word and it probably isn't, is re-rideability. <laughs> yes. Because it changes it. Right, because the music is different. And you because there's no pattern, like you literally, like, if you were to go and write it and you got song X and there was no line and you just jumped right back in, you could still get song X, you could get song Y, you could get something completely... I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. It's just completely random. Yeah. So I almost wonder if somebody was lucky enough to do that. Like, let's say it's an extended hours. They'd get 7 a.m. version Q, got on. 1, 1 p.m., got on. And then 6 p.m., got on again. You could get all three of the same song. Yeah. Or you could get the same song three times. That's what happened to us. We got the same song. So weirdly. When I went with my sister in, when I went in June, we got a different song every single time. When you, when we went, we got the same song song every time. So, you know, uh, I will, I I think that this is definitely something that you should do. You should experience it. It's so much fun from the pre-show to when you're in it. It's just, it's a fun experience. It's how I equate, like, when you put the Guardians of the Galaxy on something, I think it just makes it a fun experience because they're such funny characters. So, like, when I went to um, 
mission breakout in, in, Disneyland. in Disneyland, which used to be Tower of Terror. It is the same mechanics. It is the same building. You can still see parts of like you go through the basement still kind of thing. Right. And but it and it's the same. You're going up and down. It's a drop tower. But them being a part of it just made it so fun. I was laughing the whole time. I thought it was it was just such a different experience. And so not that I Tower of Terror is my jam and I love Tower of Terror and I hope they never change it in Walt Disney World. But I was pleasantly uh, uh, surprised at how good it was. So I will also say that Terry Crews in the Disney well, World thing is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I was, no, I mean it's not. That's not like a secret. No, it's not. Like but, that, I, but he's absolutely hilarious. When I went on it, it was the first time I went on. It was fairly new. Yeah. And I remember going on it, and someone in the pre-show just started freaking out when they were like, "They got Terry Crews for this. This is amazing!" Like. <laughs> now we've set the bar. I know. <laughs> he is really, really funny. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so now we're in World Nature. Ah, yes. Okay, so this one, Awesome Planet. This is another show. Um, <laughs> on-screen exploration of the realm we call home, showcasing the beauty, diversity, and dynamic story of Earth. And who is the who's, who's the person who does the narration? This saved the entire thing. <laughs> yes. Because I will say, before I say who it was, <laughs> we went on this because it was August, I think it was August. It was. It was, it was August. hot. We were sweat and we were like, you know what? Let's just go in. Let's just go and check this out. There's no line for it. It's called Awesome Planet. All right, this is fine. Well, and also with World Nature, many of these things, all, all of these things are within the land pavilion. Building, yeah. So you're inside, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> now, so went in, it's a show, or like, whatever. It's probably going to be bland or something. Like, we're, I didn't want, I'm not normally negative, but I was like, okay, whatever. However, this show is narrated not by um, Ty Burrell, but by his character Phil Dunphy. Oh my god! Basically, it's Ty yeah. Burrell, but he is his character from Modern Family. It was like so funny. he's being a real estate guy for for Earth. Basically, yes, it's it was, absolutely hilarious. It's so much better than I think it's gonna be. Yes, it's so much better. And I, yeah. <laughs> I think it, I mean, for me, like, I think if you have the opportunity, you should totally do it. Don't wait for this. Like, but if you are just, I I don't know how much your kids are going to enjoy it, but like, we just were cracking up the whole time. We thought it was just so funny. Uh, And it was pleasant, like, it was pleasantly surprising. I will say, though, the Pixar Short Film Festival is a much better show if you, especially if you have your kids. Like, this, because it's it's immersive, it's entertaining. This is cool, though, if you want to, like, it, it does it is educational and fun you it know? is so yeah. if you are looking for that educational part of it that's immersive and fun i think this is a really cool attraction absolutely uh yeah. you know so yeah i loved it i think it's so good <laughs> yes definitely uh all right next one so once again we're still in that same pavilion uh soaring around the world so well, you should probably start cause... oh my gosh this is my one of my favorite rides i remember going on it as a kid so they do have this in California and soaring, yeah. soaring on California around California, um, and this is soaring around the world. And it's just you're in a hang glider, uh, and you get to you go around and see different scenes. And they pump in smells, which is cool. I really like you can smell the the earth and the dirt and the grass cutting and stuff like that. Um, I love this ride, and one of the reasons I love this ride is because 
it's it is 40 inches but our kids are are huge so i got yeah. to go on with gregory i got to do it with abby when she was when she first got tall enough yeah and she loved it but she's a little daredevil and it's not a scary ride right gregory is a little scared of things and so he was a little nervous on it because he doesn't really like heights and he doesn't like roller coasters and all that and i got to go on with him the last time just me and him and his expression, his face, like, he's like, Mommy, there's an elephant. Like, he loved it. His face was lighting up. And because, you know, when do you get to hang glide around the world and you see all these different things? And for me, that's, it's always a must-do. Gregory asks me still, like, he's like, are we going to go on soaring again, Mommy? Because you love it. And we we both just had such a good time. And so if you I, – I would take your kids on it. It's not going to be like a, like a thrilling ride. It's not going to be like – um, Cosmic Rewind or Mission Space or all, but it it's a fun ride and usually the ride, the line is not very long. I think I've seen thirty minutes sometimes. Yeah, but, like, but it's you not can that get bad. it for shorter. I've been seen it for ten minutes. Yeah. You can Lightning Lane this one too. I've done that too. But absolutely, um, yeah. This is definitely like an easier ride to get on. Um, and for me, I will always do it. Must do for me every single time. See, it's funny because I think you've been able to go on it because. What did we do? I'm pretty certain, like, when you went on with Gregory, the reason why you went with him is because he wasn't tall enough for Cosmic Rewind at the time. Abby was, so we did a rider swap. So that's where Abby and I were while you guys went on that. Because I honestly, I haven't been on Soren since, I think, like... Me and you. Yeah, not even in August. I don't know if we went on it in August. It's been a while. It's definitely, it's a fun ride. Um, but because I haven't experienced it in a while, I don't have that same love for it that you do. Well, I remember going on as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember doing this right. It's still, it's all exactly the same, the same pre-show. Um, oh, what's his, I don't even remember his name, who's the guy who does it. But if you see him, you know him. Probably, And yeah. he's, it's the same exact pre-show. It's the same, the show itself has not changed. You're still in a hang glider. Uh, you know, I remember being on it and um, losing flip-flop. It's... Uh, Oh, no. It's Patrick Warburton? Yes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so it's fantastic. And it hasn't changed, and I love it. Uh, every part of this ride. And I'll always do it. <laughs> totally fair. Absolutely. Yes. Um, okay, living with the land. This is an interesting one. This is where, like, so Mission Space is educational because it shows you what the astronauts probably feel. Well, sort of. Um, Spaceship Earth is all about communication and all that. Living with the land is legitimately like a slow boat ride that shows you the different kind of like agriculture that Disney's legitimately doing. Like it's legitimate plants growing there. Um, Number one, this is a great ride if you are just tired of the outside and the heat because it's a slow boat ride. The line's never long. And this, this I would argue is probably the most educational ride out of all of the ones in the park. Because it legitimately, there's like a voiceover that talks about all the different agricultural aspects of what you're like going through. You can even at one point look up and you'll see Garden Grill. Yes. Actually, at one point. Because all of the food that's served in Garden Grill comes from the living with, from the not living with the land, but from the greenhouses that are on. That Which, are as a there. scientist, is like super awesome, by yeah. the way, to me. I, I will say it's not that cold of a ride because you do go through a greenhouse so it does get warm correct yeah it's unlike other slow dark boat rides it's like cold that's colder this one is definitely not because there's there's different temperature settings they need so it's a must for you i think it's worth experiencing once i think i I did it i don't think so i'm good i don't i don't garden i'm not good at it 
Uh, <laughs> I would rather go to go, to Garden and Grill and kind of see it below me because Garden Grill is a the restaurant that you rotates and very you get very to see slowly it. rotates. Yes. You um, sometimes forget it's rotating. But yeah, I don't I don't need to do it. I have seen this line get long too and if it's something you want to do you should not wait longer than five minutes for this ride I have seen it get up to like 40 minutes it's don't do it that makes no sense to me I Um, I enjoy it to an extent and even I'm like why well and it it is I think a really cool ride if you or your travel party or children really are into plants and and all of that and learning about that stuff I just I don't I like to eat food I don't really need to know where it comes from totally (laughs) totally fair okay the seas with Nemo and friends you gotta do this one. No, really? No, because let me explain. So, no, actually, no. So, let me rewind. You're... The ride itself, meh. The after, the stuff no, but you that's can do. different. I know. Is it, is it a different attraction? That's a different attraction. Okay, so no. Ride, no. No. And the season Nemo and Friend is such a cop out ride. It's. They could have done so much they, better with this. They didn't even try. Uh, it does feel phoned in. Yeah, you get to travel in. It, it's very equivalent to the clamshell that you travel in for. Um, oh, Ariel Mer- for Journey into the Little Mermaid, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Mer- yeah. Um, in um, Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, but that ride brings you through the story of the Little Mermaid, which is you know, it's I think it's well done. It's it's good, especially if you like Little Mermaid. This one is not even the story of Nemo. It's Nemo got lost again, but he's really just playing hide and seek, and you see him every so often, and he's a projection on an aquarium. It's dumb. And I've seen the line get very long. I, I really think it was a cop-out, and it's not worth it at all. No. Um, but it, at the exit of it is into this huge aquarium called Sea Base, which is fantastic. Which is and well worth you your time. don't need to go on this ride to do that. It's a separate, yeah. You can just go into the aquarium. It is phenomenal you can there's you can swim with uh the the animals you can with the dolphins and stuff in there you can do that as an extra experience you can pay for yeah but it's just really cool and there's some interactive parts it's really interesting like our kids love it at every age they get to see all this the fish and the yeah and and there's uh, turtles there and there's other things like it's really cool and it's inside which is really nice um and and you can learn a little bit and they have like a little play area too which is nice as well so that part, I think Sea Base is 100% a must do. It's really good, especially if it's hot day, it's raining, or if everything has a line, you know, because you don't, yeah. you don't wait for anything. You just kind of go in and get to explore. It's really good if you have a kid who has a nap. You can, depending on how crowded it is, bring your stroller in, which is different. Yes. Like, so live with the live land pavilion, you cannot bring your stroller. No, they're very strict about that. But this one, depending on how crowded it is, they're usually pretty okay with you bringing the stroller. So we've definitely had... Gregory napping in the stroller and walking through. Which oh, is, absolutely. Which is really nice. Uh, so, it, it, but be nice. Don't like be pushy about it. Like ask and yeah. usually if it's not busy, they'll be okay with it. Um, but not always. So you just got to check. Right. Um, but it is a really nice experience. Uh, so then another area that's in there is Turtle Talk with Crush. The number of Instagram and other like videos I've seen of this are just amazing. Let oh, me tell you. This is, this is such a fun unexpected experience right and i'm gonna call it a ride it's an experience yes it's basically crush is um projected onto a screen kind of thing crush if you don't know who crush is he's from nemo uh he's the turtle and you can ask him questions any questions and it could be ridiculous like i saw an instagram where someone asked do turtles breathe out of their butt and it and then you get to see his reaction whoa man <laughs> like 
And then I think he's like farting or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very funny. Um, it's pleasantly funny. There's going to be a lot of kids there. Adults can be there too. It's cute. There's never a wait. And if there is, don't do it. But it's just fun. You know, just a fun little experience. So uh, if you're in Seabase and you looking for something to do, do this. Don't do the seas with Nemo and friends. Do this. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty certain that it is a, a somebody actually voicing him in real time as well, which well, yeah, is why that's... the question and answer is so hilarious because it's not canned answers from like a mechanical voice or something. It's legit like somebody's voicing it, probably hearing these questions going, are you serious? Well, that's how I'm supposed to answer that? They do that with a lot of things in Disney that you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't think they do it with. Laugh floor. The laugh floor, they do it. Um, the um, Mr. Potato Head is like that too. Yes. Um, and then when you're in Disneyland, Roz in the uh, Monster Inc. ride is the same thing. That's awesome. So, you know, so it is a lot of fun. It's not canned or anything like that. It's just, it's a fun little <laughs> thing. And if you have kids, they'll find it hilarious and adults will find it funny too. Yes, exactly. Mm. Well, okay, since we're already in world nature, um, why don't we pick up with, this is Garden Grill. Chip and Dale's Harvest Fest at Garden Grill. So this is a dining yes. experience. It's a character experience. Um, are you just saying yes, it's a must-do, or are you just... No, oh, saying okay. yes to, like, uh, let's talk about so it, yes. you can meet um, Chippendale, obviously, and Mickey and Pluto, and this restaurant is rotates slowly. Very slowly, slowly. Rotates around the Land Pavilion, so you can see, actually, uh, different things around the pavilion, but then also the ride living with the land. You can see, yes. like, certain things happening. Uh, it's very American fare, uh, uh, fresh food that is As you pointed out. There. Yep. Um... So, yeah, so we did this with the kids. Uh, so what do you think? From an adult perspective, it was a lot of really kind of awesome homegrown style kind of stuff. Like when they ba- like because the waiter gives you the whole pitch that it's basically the stuff from living with the land and all that, which is kind of awesome in yeah. my opinion, because it's super as, as homegrown as you can get, obviously. Right. At the time when we went, there was some sort of like special drink to right, or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what that was. There's usually something um, special. The food was pretty good. Um, I won't, the kids' perspective, they were tired that day, so they were kind of But like, they loved the meeting. They loved character. the characters, which, yeah. by the way, at the time was still um, distance. So at the time, I'm envisioning it now. So there's a lower level of or tables and booths. The booths, right, thank you. And then the upper levels where they generally have the regular tables. But for the COVID distancing, that's where the characters would roam around and go around. So they were up above. So like the kids would be up on the booth, like looking up, but there was still distance between them. But the character, that's probably as close as we got to characters during the COVID yeah. times, which was really awesome. Um, but yeah, the food was definitely, from an adult perspective, was definitely worth it. I honest, I think that if you have the time, right? So, you know, character meals can take some time. Do not rush through a character meal mm-hmm. at all. But if you have the time to do a character meal, I would do this one. Yes. I think it was so well done. And like I said, and like you said, the food was really good. And it's family style. And it's all you care to enjoy. So you yes. keep getting more. I think we got like seven plates of mac and cheese. Shocking. Um, I mean, I thought the mac and cheese was good. Ah. Uh, and, and you got to see the characters multiple times. We saw them at least three times. Yes, each character at least three times. Yeah. Um, and that was not just because of COVID. That is standard. You get, It's a yeah. smaller restaurant, so they make their rounds a lot more. Yes. So, and... and Abby really loved seeing the rotation of things that we saw. The whole reason we went on Living with the Land was because she saw it and wanted to go. And she actually really enjoyed the Living with the Land she um, did, yeah. ride. You know, she likes that kind of stuff. So it was really interesting. Future into science nerd. Why can't she just be a future scientist? Why can't she? Why do you have to add nerd? Yeah. 
because you're a nerd? Meh. Yes. Um, so yes, I think this is a, definitely a must do at least once. I would do it again mm-hmm. um, because I think everybody really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So now we are officially on the World Showcase. Which I would say at this time, construction aside, no, considering construction, this is probably the biggest area. Yes. For yes. sure. It's huge. And I, uh, first of all, it's not a skip. You should never skip no, the World Showcase. No, 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 there no, no, are no. Um, a lot. I, I feel like now they've built up a little bit more attractions in it. So there's some more rides and yes, stuff. But definitely. you should never skip the World Showcase. It's so much fun. And, and every area is so immersive. So I hear a lot of people say like, well, Epcot's a half day park. It is not. Because if you really go in and look at all of the stuff that's available to you, uh, it's we we still haven't seen it all, you know. Like I no. still get surprised by things. Um, I am gonna focus very much on the attractions here um, because there's, there's a, a lot. There's yeah. a lot of really cool food, shopping. Even the shopping is really interesting, um, and just general entertainment that happens. Like when you're in in Italy, there's a juggler that comes out, and it, it's very cool. Um, so let's go just to all the attractions. We'll do yeah, it. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so. First one, Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Kappa heroes. <laughs> I will say that kids, the kids love this because there's a more modern... So, first of all, the three, it's the three Caballeros, which is Jose, Panchito, and Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. Now, there was an old school like movie from like the 50s or 60s. There's a more modern show on Disney+, Plus, and the kids have watched that. So, they know the characters. So, they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Let's ride it. The ride itself doesn't have any of the show elements. It just has the three characters. Yeah. But they still enjoy it. I think it's really fun, not only because it has the characters in it and it kind of gives you like a view of like the culture of Me- of, uh, of Mexico, but you're inside that big pyramid structure that you see in the Mexico pavilion and you get to see all the people that are eating like their lunch or dinner in the little inside restaurant. It's so like the atmosphere is amazing in it. So it's yes. a must do. Yes. Um, but never wait longer than 10 minutes. No, no, Five, no, no, 10 no, no, minutes no. for this ride. It is fun. Um, I think it, I really wish it would get an update for the newer characters because yes. there's, I, I love the new, the new show. I, we've watched it a couple of times now and I can't wait for another season. I just, I if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's so funny. Absolutely. Um, and the voice actors are so good in it. So one of uh, your favorite voice actors, yes, um, yes. Jaime Camille, does oh, Panchito. So, Panchito, he's so good at it too. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just fun, and you get to see more of the the Mexican culture while you go through it too, which is a lot of fun too. Absolutely. And it's just a nice ride, and you know, even if people don't know uh, the three Capaheros, I'm not saying that correctly, am I? Caballero. Caballero. Yep. Uh, but they you know Donald. And Donald's going through his antics while you while you go on it. Basically, you're trying to find Donald. Yeah. Uh, and it's a fun, nice ride, and it's inside, so it's it's really good. Exactly. Um. Okay. So now we're going to the Norwegian. Uh, Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. Norwegian. It's Norway. Yeah. Norway. I'm pretty Thank sure it's you. Norway. Yeah. Norway. Frozen Ever After. This isn't. See, this is one of the changes they made because everyone. They made this a while ago. No, 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 but right. But what I'm saying is, in 20 when you and I went in 2015, that wasn't there. Right. It was Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. Which the ride? So the ride itself is the same. Yes, the mechanics are all the same. It's all the same, but they put frozen elements into it, which is why it's so popular now. Mm-hmm. If it was just Maelstrom again, I think it because th- I think that's why so many people said, "Oh, Epcot's just kind of a half-day park; it's not a huge deal." But there was all this stuff in there that no one looked at. Well, yes, that's an also true point. But when you have these draw-in points like Frozen in well, there, yeah. it brings in more people. The ride itself is very fun. 
it's it's a, it's a water ride, but it's not like a Splash Mountain style. You're gonna get wet, really, right. sort of thing. But it's inter- uh, it's um you've got the characters from Frozen. You kind of quasi go through the story, but like characters like Hans and them aren't in it. It's really just the main characters. They're singing and all that, and it's the kids enjoy it. Yeah. But it's one of the most popular rides, so like waiting in line is definitely a no for me on that. But Lightning Lane oh. or Rope Drop, yes. I don't wait in line. Yes, we've rope dropped it before. Um, I would lightning lane this. It's hard to get a lightning lane for this. It it's is a very, very popular, popular ride. Uh, but I do think so. One of the interesting things about this ride is that it was one of the first ones to do the animatronic with the facial moving. Right. So they don't do it very well. Like um, if you yeah. look at there's I, I forget what some of the other parks that have these kinds of things. Like I think it's um, Disneyland Paris maybe. Mm. Um, it's very well done. You know, so it would be great if they got an update. It to It feels like this was a trial. Yes, version. but it is a fun ride to see the characters, but I wouldn't wait in line for this ride at all because it's not that exciting. You know, it's not no. like a, it's really you get to meet the characters and they you get to hear Let It Go and stuff like that. Uh, but it is, the, the queue is cool. I really, The queue you know, is very... It's indoors. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you could wait for like two hours, three hours I've seen this. Don't do that. Um, but get a lightning lane if you want to go on it or rope drop it. This is also the place where you're going to meet Anna and Elsa right outside of where this is. Yes. So, which also gets a crazy line too, um, to meet Anna and Elsa. I will say as a side note, I enjoy this area, not just for the rides, but for the mere fact that I'm a big fan of Einstock beer, which is Icelandic beer. And that's the only place you're going to find it there is in the Norway pavilion there. (laughs) I'm just, just pointing it out from as... For the adults well, out there. The um the bakery that's in there is really good too. I don't think I've had anything. Oh, from there. you need to try it. It's very good in that area. Um and it's really close to that ride. Really close oh. to where you would meet on so if you to go that is a really cool place to go and get like a nice pastry or something, especially in the awesome. morning, like a nice little pick me up. Um, okay. Um Reflections of China. I don't think you've done this. No, because the the day that you did this, I was golfing. Right. So, Reflections of China is um, basically it's a three sixty circle vision three sixty film of like China and like the, like lots of things learning about China. It is really cool, um, and you know I thought I I was pleasantly surprised at how cool it was. However, there are no seats. You're standing the whole time when you go to it, and I you can get a little motion sickness because it is literally three sixty and the video is constantly moving and it's really cool the way that they do it. But I, I like had to sit down on the floor and like I couldn't deal with it as much, like and like I don't really get motion sickness, right? So it's the same thing with Mission Space. So it is cool to experience, uh, but I, because you can't sit, and because of that area, I don't need to do it again. You know, totally um, fair. I think it's a cool concept though. Absolutely. But, uh, I lost my place. <laughs> um, uh, so American Gardens, th- no. Oh, it's like uh, the oh, Voices of Liberty. Voices of Liberty is a must do. If you can get a Voices, of, we kind of stumbled into it. But yes. It's so well done, and it's just right in the American um, Pavilion, Great America. What is it called? The American Adventure. Yeah, basically. Pavilion. Yeah. Uh, that's where you're gonna see the American Adventure and a couple other things in there. But they are just in the lobby, and it's just a cappella, and it's so good. Like they just sing uh, different Disney songs and other things. So it's really nice if you want to get out of the heat and just see a show. I love the fact that they didn't just sing like the um, the leader of the group will call her. 
or could be a he at this point, who knows. Yes. But the leader of the group also explained that the reason why they were standing where they were standing is because they were right underneath the cupola above yeah. them, which gives them the best acoustics. Like, if they simply moved their group a little off to the side, the acoustics wouldn't be nearly as good as where they are, just with their voices projecting. Yes. It was awesome. They it did was a, so good. They did a couple of, like, call it classic American kind of songs, but then they did some Disney songs, yeah. too, which was really, really good. They did so... They were just... It was amazing. Yeah. I, I had such a good time. And we were sitting on the floor watching it. Like, I was like a little kid sitting on the floor Absol- watching it because there wasn't any seats. And I was like, I'll sit on the floor. I don't care. Absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to... Uh, Beauty and the Beast sing along. Okay. You, you, I have not. I got to do this do with this. Gregory because I think you and Abby were doing something else, or maybe Abby was napping. I can't. Abby remember. was napping. So this is in in France, obviously. Um, this was so fun. Uh, so it is a sing along for Beauty. That's what they just call it. It's a Beauty and the Beast sing along, right? So Gregory wanted to go on it because he likes Beauty and the Beast, and he's like, "Let's go sing some songs." However, it is a story um, told by um oh i forgot his name now gus uh, gaston not, no, not gaston. gaston his uh his oh le fou le fou it's like le fou's story during everything so it shows you like you know the like you get to hear the classic songs you know bonjour and all that stuff and but then it's it's goes to le fou and uh the story is miss uh mrs potts is telling the story as if um LeFou is actually the reason it all happened. Uh, it's awesome. it's so well done how they did it and kind of spliced it into the original story. And it's a lot. It's a really fun show. It's not super long. I don't think. I think it's, I forget how long you it would was. Know, I it was nice to be inside for a little bit. But Gregory had a blast. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was gonna have. It, I was laughing the whole time. They did such a good job. So and you don't. There's never a line. Nobody ever cares. You know, it's an inside theater where you get to sit down Perfect. Um, and escape the heat. And I would do it. it. I think for me, it's definitely a must because it's like, why not? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was just, it was so much fun. And I'm glad we found it. Um, I think we're just looking to do something. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the last attraction in World Showcase is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So it's I- one of the newest ones beside, um, obviously, Cosmic Rewind. I think this is where you and I disagree a little bit. You go first then. So I think it's a must do just because I like Ratatouille the movie. And outside of like the topiaries you see, like you'll see it of of, uh, Remy Mm -hmm. when it's the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. So when they added this in, it was kind of cool because they extended the pavilion a little bit to go back in that direction. Which, by the way, um, side note, Crapery, yes. Uh, I didn't get to that yet, but yes. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But the ride itself is very much along... Because in a previous episode, we talked about comparing that ride to Rise of the Resistance because they have similar mechanics with the way that it's kind of freewheeling. Like, there's some, like, pathway to it, but you don't see the tracks or anything. So, I think it's fun because I I like the movie itself and I like the atmosphere. I know that the way they present all the visuals is very much like it's the movie, quote unquote, but it's also not the movie because it kind of like jumps around a bit and all of that. But it's a fun experience. There's a lot of like elements where like you'll feel the heat when you're like passing the kitchen and all that. Uh, You get mopped at one point and you feel the wetness on your face. So I think it's really fun. It's interactive. That is most certainly an a lightning lane only that is not a wait in line one 
because the line is always ridiculously long oh, for that one. Ridiculous. Well, that's one of the newer ones. So yes, we do disagree. Um, <laughs> See, I don't. I don't like this ride. I think it could have been so much better, but. The re- I think I like that you can smell cheese. I like that it's hot when you go. I think all of that is really cool, right? Yep. My biggest problem with this ride is that it doesn't make sense in the story. <laughs> and and it bothers me so much because this whole thing is uh, the, st- the story of this ride, of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, yeah. is that you are being invited to Remy's restaurant and he's trying to figure out what to make you and he's thinking he's on the roof and he's like what should I make them what should I make them oh I'll make them ratatouille and then you fall through the the ceiling just like he did in the movie and then all of a sudden you're kind of in the movie because that head chef is still there Skinner's still there yeah and he's trying to find you and he's like the rat all of this but then you're not in the movie because at the end of it you, you get to have the meal at his restaurant it doesn't make sense, and it bothers me. It would be better if it was like the health, ins- the new health inspector showing up, or all this other stuff. But the fact that it is a, it, the story is ridiculous because this was such a good movie. Every part, like I love this movie, and I was so excited to see a ride for Remy's Ratatouille. For Remy, for Ratatouille, I love it. But what is it like? What do you? You're, it's it's so bad that they can't just figure it out like at least like when you ride like something like the little mermaid ride it's the story of little mermaid and you know exactly what's going to happen because it's just putting you in the story done that's fine i'll be back in the story but it's like the nemo ride it's a cop-out it's not the real story it's just oh he's playing hide and seek and got lost again this was a mishmash of the the movie and the not movie and all of this other stuff and it could have been so much better the other part of it, and this is be- Gregory, when he got off this ride, said this to me, and he goes, that was it? It's such a short ride for all of the waiting you do, for all of the anticipation to get on this ride. I just don't need to. That's, that's where I am. This is why it needs to be like a video recording. Oh. Because your facial expressions <laughs> yeah. through this whole thing was just, like, because you can't convey this through audio. Just the way your face was like, contorted with rage this is one of my well, favorite movies what have you done with this it, it, it just it upsets me for that because it could be so much better i would be fine if it was like a move like a like he was invited if it was just you're going through the ratatouille movie and you're being being remy or being his you know like that i would be fine with if you're going to be in the movie but this ride doesn't know what the story wants to be well who is who am i supposed to be afraid of Who's trying to catch me? Why, you know, why is it building both parts of the after part and not, you know, it doesn't make any sense. I think they did a really good job, like like I said, with the smells and the immersion and the cool concept is that you're being shrunken down like you're a rat, which could have been better because we were four people in one rat, which is weird. Um, so, and you have to wear 3D glasses, fine. All of that, fine. And you walk through and it feels like you're in the restaurant, like in the, in the air, in Paris and all of that. But that bothered me second you just when you get off this ride you go outside right that remember like it was pouring yeah i do remember there is that. no gift shop that you walk into no so you are literally like you have to just you go out a back door and it feels weird there's no gift shop why is there no remy gift shop that's kind of weird yeah like there's a huge anna and elsa gift shop like maybe it's because they didn't have the space for it or whatever but it's possible i don't know so 
I, I I just was so disappointed by this ride. I just never need to do it again. Well, I'll tell you what. The, like when we go in April, if the kids want to ride it, I'll go with the kids. You go to the creperie. I do love the creperie. <laughs> that was a very yes. surprising meal. It was very good. And it was price wise, it was very good. It was very good price wise. It was and a honestly, prefix uh, of three. Yeah, yeah, you it got was an three option. Course prefix meal. It was a salad, a savory crepe, and a dessert, dessert crepe. And yeah. it was fantastic. And it came with um, a drink. Yeah, well, I think it was like... Either uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic it comes with. Yes, yes. And they have kids kids meals or whatever. But so, I think the creperie is definitely if you have the time and you... It's worth it. You need to... You know, it was a really cool experience. It was the, like a French cafe. Yeah, yeah, and the food was really good. And there's never really a wait. There's no. the other restaurant that has always has a wait. And then there's this one that That's doesn't really That's the main have one. one in the yeah. France Pavilion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, so that was all of the attractions. The only other... Th- well, I have a couple other things, but... Sure. Um, so, Harmonious. That's the fireworks show, yes, we'll call it. Yes. yes. So, Harmonious. Is that a must-do for you? Or a must-skip? So, I am generally a person that doesn't feel the need to sit around and wait for fireworks and stuff, because... And I know, like, for some people, fireworks mean more and all that. But to me, like, cool. You know, it's, it's a display... But I'll be honest with you, I can view the display on YouTube more than likely and not have to deal with the insane crowds of people yes. that are just constantly like up in your space because that's how everyone wants to do it. Now, I would change my argument if I had done, which I haven't done yet, like the, the Rose and Crown, Crown has that view, uh, viewing party that you can pay for, which I think that would be awesome because then that's much less people up in your breathing space. Yes. And all that jazz. But otherwise, Harmonious, like it looks cool. We've seen it. I, I, it's not worth waiting around for, especially not the like the people that sit there for two hours like this is my spot. You get away. It's my spot. Well, so that's what I think is the beauty of Harmonious is that you don't need to wait around for um you don't need to wait around for it right i think no i actually really i don't like fireworks i don't like not that i don't not i don't have a thing against fireworks but i don't need to watch them like i know that the magic kingdom ones are gorgeous and beautiful and everybody loves them i just don't i don't have a need to do that but i truly enjoyed harmonious because of just the show is very good um i think every part of it is very good and what i like is that it's all around the lake so you can just or, or uh, go anywhere and kind of see it. You don't need to, you don't need to be in front of the castle like you do in Magic Kingdom and wait for three hours to get the perfect spot. Yes, you could do that. There are places people who do that, and there are. But I, I walked out of a restaurant right before they happened, and um, oh, I was yeah. at the steakhouse, and I walked out, and they started, and I, I was fine. I had a great. I got to see what I wanted <laughs> to see. It wasn't the best view probably, but it worked for me. Uh, and I just think it's really cool. I will say, if you have little kids who are not in a stroller, you need to hold on to them because it's very dark all around the World Showcase. When you do it, or get a lights, glow. Yeah. I think we should bring like glow bracelets or glow necklaces if we do it. It's not a bad idea. Uh, because it's very it's very easy to lose people, I would say, in that kind of darkness. That well, because they, they lower there. the lighting around the World Showcase, so you get yes. the best view. Because the point is, is you can be anywhere around the lake and see it. Yeah. Um, okay, so my other question was, must do, yes or, or kind of a yes or no. Sure. Do you rope drop? Should you Do you need to rope drop Epcot? Um, yes, and I'll explain why. Of course you will. <laughs> <laughs> if 
if you have someone in the family who is a major Frozen supporter or major like Ratatouille fan or they're just into the car aspect of things, then yes, because Test Track, Frozen, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure are three of the like I, the reason why I'm not including Guardians in this is because it's virtual queue and it's be, and because it's a individual lightning lane, so you can't rope drop it. Mm-hmm. So outside of like Guardians, you've got like so Test Track, Frozen, and Remy uh, Ratatouille. Those are the most popular rides. So if you have someone in your family or you're that person in the family that's a really big fan of one of those three rides, then yes, a rope drop I think is necessary because like yeah, you could sit in line if you don't mind it. I know you're not that's not Lisa Case thing to do is to wait in line. Nope. Some people don't care, they'll do it. That's a must skip is the that's line. That's a must skip is the line. <laughs> However I want a lightning um, lane or Joffrey's. You lightning lane Joffrey's. Shush. I wish you could, man. If I could, I so wish I'm you could mobile all order. All I, want to, all I want to do is mobile order Joffrey's. Why oh, totally can't I fair. mobile order Joffrey's? Too easy. But yeah, I you think... can in Disneyland. Isn't that well, crazy? Well, then call up whoever's in charge of all this I, nonsense. Every and be time like, hey, I'm hey, like, hey, why can't I mobile order a Joffrey's? This is garbage. Anyway, sorry, I keep going. Yes, I think you should. If you have an objective, it's worth a rope drop because you more. If you're rope dropping, there's something you want to like get done. Before like the lightning lanes are gone, before the crowds start and all of that. So, for example, like if the if the kids are like, we really want to get on Frozen. Okay, well on Epcot Day we're rope dropping. Because uh, for the record, in April we're staying in the Swan, mm-hmm. so we can easily walk over to the International Gateway, wait for them to let us in, and literally just go as fast as their little legs can go to get them over to Frozen. Right. Um, but if you're one of those odd families that doesn't like, like, doesn't particularly like Frozen, doesn't particularly like Remy's Ratatouille Adventure or Ratatouille, excuse me, and is meh about Test Track, then maybe there isn't a reason to rope drop it. But honestly, like, that's probably like less than five percent of families. Somebody in the family likes one of those two franchises. Or likes the car aspect to the point so, where they're well, rope dropping. Yeah. So for me, I don't need to rope. I love Epcot. And I will always go early to a park because I love. I don't need to rope drop Epcot for a number of reasons. And and I mean rope drop in the traditional sense of what we do at like Magic Kingdom and be there 30 minutes early. Oh, before, you know, I, okay. I see what you're saying. Because here. first of all, Epcot opens a little bit later. Um, yes. And the World Showcase doesn't open until 11. You can walk around the World Showcase before 11, uh, but the stuff doesn't really open. The rides do. Like, like you can you get lucky Frozen, sometimes. Like that one time, yeah, we were like, oh, it's open. Look at Frozen that. Frozen is open. Like that stuff is open, but like if you want to go to eat or any of that, that's not really open. Um, so I don't need to rope drop Epcot because my plan of attack is to buy Guardians and to Lightning Lane probably Frozen or... Something. Yeah. You well, know, probably Frozen because we know how you feel. We, we definitely know how you feel about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure now. You can ride Frozen and then go and Lightning Lane a bunch of other stuff and be fine, kind of thing. Um, but I also just like to get. I, I like to get into the park probably. I like to get there before eleven so I can walk around the wall showcase by myself. But I don't need to rope drop anything else because I'm not going to wait in the line. And I just don't think it's. I think this is a nice where you can sleep in a little bit, uh, but. 
if you don't but that's only if you buy Janie plus and you plan to purchase guardians if you don't want to do any of that then yes you need to rope drop that you need to be there to all at least get kind of one thing. thing in yeah but for me i i like that it's kind of a, for me it's one of the reasons it's one of my favorite parks is because it's such an easy going park to me uh, because and I like to explore the world showcase. I like to see all the different things. There's bands that play. There's entertainment. There's you know. so many nooks. There was one. I don't remember if it was with the kids or just you and I. We were walking around and we walk. We're walking towards the England Pavilion, and we could hear music, and it wasn't over the speakers. It was live music. We're like, yeah. We had no idea there was going to be live music. It was great, and and yeah, you do have a valid point there. It is one of the parks that. Um, because a lot of the so because most of the people's attention on attractions are going to go on is going to be Ratatouille, Frozen, Guardians, but Guardians isn't a standby line, so it doesn't really fall in that category. Yeah. Test Track and all that. Um, there's not as many attractions as a Magic Kingdom as Hollywood Studios, so you don't have as much of a like need to be there super early. As you pointed out, it doesn't open at the same time yeah. as the other parks. Um, but it'll be interesting to see it from the because you've stayed at Yacht Club I haven't so I don't know what it's like to be able to just wake up walk out your hotel front door and then just walk over there so staying in the Swan we'll get to see what that's like to an extent it's the furthest it's not that far though it's not that far it's just the furthest of the hotels in the Epcot area it is okay geography guy hello Um, but what I'm not that far (laughs) no 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 what I'm just saying is that um Abby, Gregory, and I haven't stayed in a park, yes. uh, resort, uh, pff, hotel like that. You have, so we'll get to experience what that's like. Walking to Hollywood Studios, it's another thing. So, right, if maybe it's going to be one of those things on the Epcot day, where we say, "All right, kids, is there something you really want to get on?" And if for some reason they're mum about it, which I doubt they will be, then maybe that's what we do. We just go, "Ah, you know what? We'll just lightning lane stuff. Let's sleep in and let's just enjoy breakfast and not be like stuffing our faces and running out the door." Right. But yeah, that thing, Epcot is a really fun park, and it's an easy park to run. It's an easy because park, yeah. it opens later. I I did see a whole thing. It was like a strategy. Rope drop strategy. It's like this is what you need to do. Oh, there are some good ones out there. Yeah, there's some very good ones. And this one's point was. So with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure open now, if you're somebody who's staying in the Epcot area, which is uh, Yacht Club, Beach Club, Boardwalk Inn, Swan Dolphin, if you're staying over there and you can just walk over, the first attraction you're going to... Or any of the Skyliner ones. Or any of the Skyliner, right, sorry, any of the Skyliner ones, the first attraction that will come across your path is Remy. So this blog post person said... Check this out. So I saw this. I watched this on on the day before, and then I enacted my plan the next day. So on day one, I watched everyone as they went in. Where did everyone go? Remy. Now you saw some people go to Frozen, but because Remy's right there, most people were like, go straight over there. So his whole strategy was lightning lane Remy's if you want to, but rope drop Frozen because it's further away from both the front entrance and from the actual international gateway entrance. So more people will tend to go to Remy. Right. Like, oh, that's interesting. And it's just one of the many approaches you can take from the gateway. And Remy is more popular because it's newer. Because it's newer, right. So. And I just want to rope drop Joffrey's. I don't think you want to rope drop Joffrey's. You want want to be delivered to me. (laughs) Uh, I want not just like you can make it in your room, but I want someone to just show up in my room with a fresh Joffrey's in their hand. 
as I can uh, as I can walk over to my parks. Can I can I just say like speaking of like lines and all that, I kind of want lightning lanes for the various like vendors, like food and beer vendors, because my God, those lines can get awful. Oh yeah, in I don't wait in any lines. segment of the day, like you could walk past, and it's not just one of them; it's any of them. You walk past and go, I don't want to wait fifteen minutes for the like yeah. the regional beer I want to try or like whatever food like and all that. Like it's insane sometimes how bad those lines can get. Like give me a lightning lane for that. Sorry, folks, I paid for this. I'm skipping you. That's um, how I feel. Yeah, I don't think that that's possible. No, it doesn't exist. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I do think that it is good to check out those food booths, though. Yes. Um, I had another thought in my head, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, so uh, I did have uh, we did have some interesting fails come to us. Ah. Um, oh, oh, good. As good. I, I asked um, in various places, what are some Epcot fails, and I thought maybe we could share a couple of them. Go for it. Um, many of them have to do with getting into the park. Cool. Um, so we had a number of people explain that they uh, one of which. For example, explained that they had a reservation at Garden Grill, um, and they were park hopping from Hollywood Studios to Epcot, um, and they did not fully understand the fact that where the Skyliner drops you off is not where the front of the park is. Uh, and basically, everything went wrong during their entire travels, and they were late to their reservation. They did. They did get to get seated, and they were, the cast members. They spoke to the cast members, and they were very nice about it. But thank goodness, there was that was not the only one who explained said this. So I think that one of the big tips that I want to share, yes, please, is that if you go through either you're staying at one of the the Epcot resorts we talked about, uh, where you walk through the World Showcase, where you could where it says walking distance to Epcot, um, or you're taking the Skyliner, you will be at the back of the park. You will enter in um, by the United Kingdom entrance yep. of the park. That is a hike to the to the front of the park. So if you have like a Guardians reservation, a Guardians of the Galaxy reservation, and you need to be there by X time, plan for it because yeah. you need to trek there. If you are coming from the front of the like a normal trans- bus transportation or the monorail. You will go through um, the main entrance, and you will be a lot closer. There's still construction; it's still confusing. You'll get lost if you're anything like me. Yep. But they are very different entrances. Uh, and <laughs> the other thing too is, if you park at Epcot, let's say, yeah, but you um, don't go to Epcot for some reason, like let's say, or like you park, I don't know. Let's just say you for some reason. Um, we're trying, or no, I'm sorry. You park. Let's say you parked at Magic Kingdom. Sure. Okay. And you're um, and or like you had a rest or a reservation at Magic Kingdom or whatever, and you're at Hollywood Studios. You cannot take the Skyliner to Epcot to get on the monorail if you don't have a park reservation. I thought this is where That's you were going I meant with to that. Say. So like, yeah, I've it, seen that a lot. In order to get from like Hollywood Studios, which has the Skyliner that takes you to Epcot, in order to get from Hollywood Studios to a Magic to Magic Kingdom, unless you have a park hopper, um. If you don't have park hopper, is to take the bus. You Once have you get to. It, yeah. You cannot take the Skyliner and then get on the monorail. There's zero way to do that no. unless you have a park reservation or a park hopper. And it's, and it's after, after two, two yeah. to get there. That mistake happens so often, uh, and it, it can be confusing. It's the same thing if you take the friendship boats too, because there are friendship yes. boats too. They go to the back of the park too, to the United Kingdom entrance. So you, those are very different entrances, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> and I can only imagine the frustration of like being in Hollywood Studios, 
you take the Skyliner to the Caribbean Beach Hub because that's the hub. Right. You switch. Get on the Epcot one. You get all the way up there and you find out, well, yeah, you have Park Hopper, but it's not 2 p.m. You're trying to get to Magic Kingdom. Well, you can't just waltz through Epcot. Mm-hmm. So in the time that you spent going on the Skyliner and talking to security or a cast member over at the International Gateway, you could have just gotten on a bus... And yes. gone over there. Yes. And there that's... Whoa. Literally no way to do that. Um, the, the only way to do that, I will say, is if you get... You go on the Skyliner to the Epcot entrance, which you're not quite in the park yet. No. And then you go to Beach Club or Yacht Club and get on a bus that takes you there. That's the Correct. only other way to do it. That That is a fun little hack that you could do if you really want. Yes. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I've seen it happen. Yes. I've been in the line to get through security where someone has been denied because they think they can just get in. It's like, no, it's not how this works. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah, well, that wasn't really explained to me. And they're very like, confusing. Um, there is the there are two entrances to Epcot, so just keep. That and in those mind. entrances, by the way, are not anywhere close to each other. No. So even if you have timed it right, so you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna go through Epcot. So honestly, it probably would have been faster just get on the freaking bus. Yes. And just take well, it and over. It's, and it's confusing because the other parks don't have multiple entrances. No. This is going to be the only park that has that. So you really need to be aware of the fact that they're in very different places. And it's um, good that you... And po- the fact that the peop- number of people who said it to us, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> and it's good that you pointed out that the Skyliner entrance is outside of Epcot. Because I've seen that a few times where people are like, I, I'm not going to take the Skyliner. It drops you off in Epcot. Like, no, 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 no. Yes. It drops you off outside. It's okay. Drops you off outside. You don't have to have an Epcot park reservation or a park hopper to use the Skyliner. It drops you off outside. Yeah. So that's really, so yes, they drops you off both Hollywood studios and Epcot. It does not drop you into the park. You have, you don't, you don't go through security to get on the, uh, it's different than the monorail. So when you take the monorail from, to go to magic kingdom, you go through security before you get on that monorail because the monorail skips ticket and transportation center. It skips security. Um, you don't believe me. You're talking from where? Like if you get on the resort monorail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if Sorry. you're staying at a monorail resort and you get on the monorail, you like when you're in the contemporary and like we had we had breakfast for Chef Mickey's. Yes. You go through security before you get on the monorail in order to get to Magic Kingdom. Okay, yep. Um, I'm on, we're on the same the, page. <laughs> for the Skyliner, that doesn't happen. You don't need, no. you don't go through security. You don't have to, you know, go through all the, it doesn't, so, so to get on the Skyliner is a lot faster because of that. Um, so, yes. Because you don't have to go through the security. But you'll have to go through security once you get, if you're trying to get to a park. Right. So if you are at Hollywood Studios and you have a reservation at Beaches and Cream, which is at Beach Club, you can take the Skyliner there Yep. Um, and not have to worry about getting into Epcot. I will say, though, um, keep in mind that you have to transfer. So yes. Hollywood Studios does not go direct to Epcot. You have to transfer at Caribbean and get on a whole new Skyliner. Right. Um, same thing, Epcot transfer at um, Hollywood, at Caribbean to get to Hollywood. Studios, Which isn't so terrible, to be line. honest. The lines aren't usually that terrible, but it is a, an important point to point out. It's yeah. not one direct, you never have to get off your um, your ride. You have to get out of that one and get on another line. Yes. So. All right. Well, I think we've talked a lot about Epcot. Do you have any uh, other comments, tips, things? What's the popcorn from Canada you're a huge fan of? Maple, the maple popcorn? Yeah. Oh my gosh, the popcorn. Oh my gosh, that is a must do is get the popcorn in Canada. 
the, I think there's so many different kinds of popcorn all over, and we could do a whole thing about popcorn. We probably should. Uh, because there's special popcorn in Hollywood Studios, too, like in, in Galaxy's Edge. just popcorn everywhere. It's fantastic. Get a popcorn bucket. 100% invest in a popcorn bucket because then you get cheaper refills, and yep. they're fantastic. But the maple popcorn, because it's also warm uh, in Canada, we got that like three times. It was because it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like, it's like sweet popcorn, but it's like even if you don't like caramel popcorn, because I'm not the biggest fan of caramel popcorn, it's so good. I almost called it caramel popcorn, but it's not. It's You're maple. Right. It's not. It's maple. It's so good. And the kids oh love gosh. it too. It was so good. Yeah. We inhaled that. Um, just wanted to point that out. Just wanted to point that out. Um, okay, so I think I I love Epcot. I could talk about Epcot forever, um, but I do think we should probably end the podcast there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Epcot. If you disagreed with us, all of that, you know, let us know, uh, or you know, don't let us know, whatever. But we would yeah. we do like to hear your comments and thoughts. We these are just our opinions. You know, you could love Rummy's Ratatouille. And be wrong, but <laughs> uh, well, you could also love Nemo and Friends. Um, True. Well, so thank you again. If you are looking for any more tips and tricks, be sure to visit us at unlockingadventures.com and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Adventures by Lisa K. Thanks so much, everyone. Peace out.